Welcome back, Welcome book lovers! Back. You're joining us for another episode of Everything But The Book with Liz and Sarah. Woo! Everything But The Book. I'm Sarah. I'm Alyssa. And today, <laughs> we are so pleased to be talking to you about Lee Bardugo's Crooked Kingdom. The second installment in the Six of Crows duology. Yes. Duology. Meaning there's two of them, and this is the second one, Mm -hmm. which makes it the end of the story. Or does it? (gasps) For now, anyway. (sighs) Anyways. So she writes another duology. Hopefully that'd be cool shit. So. How are you today? I'm good. I have That's a good. food baby. Me too. A food coma baby. We baby. literally just watched each other eat, so yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <sighs> I have a story for you. Oh my god, yes. That has actually nothing to do with the Crooked Kingdom book, but it has something to do Tell with me the anyway. Grishamers. I'm going to drink this drink. Do it. Drink it. Drink, 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 drink. Chug, chug, chug. Oh. That's Matt's favorite game. Um, but... Matt and I were on leave, and we were hiking in the Grand Canyon, and um, we were coming up from one of the harder hikes, so we had hiked down, and we were on the way back, and I'm looking at the ground, because I'm not, like, enjoying the views, because it is steep as hell, and I'm like, uh, chugging, uh, chugging along, and... That's most of hiking, you're looking at the ground. Exactly. Because I'm klutzy AF. Carry on. Well, I don't want to fall off the side of the cliff. So as I'm looking down, I've been noticing some like the like the tracks of people, um, you know, coming down, coming up, and stuff like that. And I'm looking, and I see this Vibram's like distinct soul. It's just got like the toes. I'm like, Ugh. okay, whatever. Anyway, and I keep seeing it, and so I finally say something to Matt. I was like, oh look, a Vibram's guy is here too, because he. I saw those footprints on the previous day's hike as well. And so. you know it's a dude. Like well, you know it's a guy wearing those Vibram feet. And he's probably shoes. running down and running up just to be... Probably. Because why not, right? This guy. That fits. Anyway. Uh, we're still going, and I noticed some Converse tracks, because I'm like, oh, hey, look, somebody's doing Converse tracks. And then I look up later. This is, like, probably an hour or so later, and I find the feet they belong to. I'm like, oh, it's a girl! That sucks. Why is she wearing Converse? And hiking the Grand Canyon. Anyway. So, Matt's laughing, and he goes... Oh my god, you're such a good tracker. And I whip around and I say, do not finish that sentence. And he goes, you're just like Mal. And into the void of the Grand Canyon I go, no! Because as we all know here on this podcast, I'm not a fan of the book Mal. So I'm like, no, why would you compare me to him? And he goes, take me to my amplifiers. (laughs) Like, oh, I love that you have become there. what you despise. <laughs> I am become tracker. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's Sorry, funny. I am become a tracker. Exactly, I'm become a tracker. A tracker. Jesus. And Matt, I, made I love how that rounds it. out your villain origin story. <laughs> Thank you. You Thank become you. the thing you hate, and then <laughs> it's now you go to track things. Love that for you. So, you know, soon, obviously, I'm going to add a tattoo that says I have become a blade, so look forward to that happening. Oh, God. I, you know, I wouldn't even be half shocked. I would be half shocked, but I wouldn't be half shocked. <laughs> tattoo number 17 coming at you. I have become a blade. God, right on my calf. Huge sword. 
I don't think I have any uh, stories that are nearly that incredible. But thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> Wanted it on the record, I suppose. Yeah. As if we needed more proof that these books have completely taken over every facet of our lives. We that can't our husbands go are talking about anywhere <laughs> without seeing something or thinking of something that makes us think of books. Especially the Grishaverse books. Yep, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm full. We took the top off the Jeep, because very nice this weekend. Yeah. We were just joyriding around town in it, and it is, it's so fun. One, it's nice that the weather's finally good enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And two, it just... I said, if I imagine hard enough, I can smell the ocean. <laughs> I think it was just the sunscreen, and sunscreen just makes me think of the beach. Okay, yeah. So that's where that comes from. But, um, where's your sunscreen, folks? SPF. Yeah. Save your life. Yeah, I will. From a, from a sunburn that... Alyssa has that I'm looking at right now. I do. I do have a sunburn. And but it's okay, because allegedly it's going to turn into a tan. It will. It okay. Will, I promise. Hey, I'm just mad because sure. I did also put sunscreen on, and so I don't know how this happened. Yeah. It's it's all in the reapply. Yeah. Gotta hit with the reapply. Damn it. What's wrong with me? Ugh. Gosh. Well, welcome back, friends, yes. loves, listeners, fellow bibliophiles. Mm-hmm. Books to grammars, babes, TikTokers, big ballers, shot callers, boss ladies. Yeah, <laughs> them too. They can come too. They can sit here. Oh my gosh! I think um, I think we're ready for you to start us off. Let's with, do it with a spoiler-free summary. Spoiler-free summary. Kingdom. Let's go. Let's get into <clears throat> it. <laughs> Always hit where the mark isn't looking. Kaz and the crew are still reeling from the ice court heist. There's no time to process the meeting with Vanek and analyze what went wrong. Now is the time for preparations and focus for the crew to get back what they lost. But Ketterdam is a place full of liars, cheats, and thieves who have no intention of letting the crows get back their foothold. Facing people and circumstances that they have never dreamed of, the crows will have to fight wing and tooth to come out on top. Pulling in every alliance, predicting every move, and using that scheming face to its maximum extent. But will it be enough for our crows? <laughs> the scheming face! I love it! Oh man, that was good. That was good. Stats. I know I, I shit on your six of crows one, but that was good. <sighs> Alright, from here on out, we're going to be spoiling the heck out of this book. Yeah. I don't know why I refrained from... From cursing right there? Same. That's... I feel weird saying some some of it sometimes. Sorry if I say too many fucks, I suppose. I don't know where that comes from. Neither do I. Hmm. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> we're not going to unpack that at all. That's what we're in therapy for. That, yep, correct. Okay. So setting the mood for all of this is our... Yes! Inej. What are we smelling? We're smelling Inej. It's hints of sandalwood, violets, and citrus. Once I... again, from Briarwood. I like this one better than the Ketterdam one. I do too. It's it's fruity, but still kind of. Mm -hmm. mm. It's so you know, nice. it's got a little something. It's something. got our girl in there. Just like our queen in Edge. I stand. Of course. <laughs> you can't. No, I. All right. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't like Inej, 
please contact me. <laughs> I want to, one, explain to you why you're wrong, and two, I just am really curious as to how you exist. Yeah. You're a unicorn. In a bad way. Yeah. You're Anyways. maybe like a rhino, because they're not unicorns, and unicorns are magical. <laughs> I can't I've even, disappointed Sarah so many ways. I but. can't even argue with that because, like, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's also, as you were saying that, I got an idea in my head for a new segment. What if we judged all of the author's dedications? I, I want to I judge who they're dedicating the books to. Yeah. And what they're writing. Is Holly Holly Black? Who's Holly? Actually, maybe? I don't know. Okay, Sarah, read us, Sarah J. Bass? Read us the <laughs> dedication. All right, the dedication for this book. To Holly and Sarah, who helped me build. Noah, who made sure the walls stay standing. Joe, who kept me standing, too. First of all, I don't know who any of these people are. Same. So to Holly, Sarah, not me. Noah and Joe, good job. You were important enough to this book to make it into the dedication. Ah, Joe is Joanna Volp. Who is her agent? True. All right. That's good. <gasps> oh, it is Holly Black. Hell yeah. All right. 10 out of 10 for this dedication. <laughs> because and I love Holly Black. Sarah Reese Brennan. I don't know who that is. We might have to look that either. person up. It's me. It's you? It's me. You're the Sarah. Yeah. This, is this the book Sarah. is dedicated to me. Correct. I accept. Moving on. Is Noah her. Noah Wheeler. Who's Who's he? Is he her, like, fiancé person? Is she married? She's not married, is she? I think she's married. Is she? I don't know. I don't know. I think she is, though. Noah is Noah Wheeler. I don't know who he is, but there he is. He's in the back of the book. All right, out of five, what would you rate this dedication? I think a four. I really like the who kept me standing, too. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I'm it's also... Meaningful. I'm also going to go four. One, because I love Holly Black. Two, Holly Black was the reason I bought the first Six of Crows book. Which I thought was really funny that you mentioned um, that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, obviously. This please must be see Black. previous episode. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Lee Bardugo is like the god of my religion, so mm -hmm. really she can't do any wrong. Yeah. One point knocked off because I don't know who the other people are. I would say one point knocked off because I've seen like t more touching ones before. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, that like almost like, like Stephanie Meyer, where I cried when I read the dedication for Midnight Sun? Oh, I'm not even gonna. What was lie it? To I you. missed it. It's something like along the lines of like, "Hey, to all these people, blah blah blah," and then it's like, "To all my readers, you know, who who were with me with Twilight when you were younger, I hope all your dreams came true." Like, oh, I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> like a you, very. Henry David Thoreau, like, I hope you're living the life that you imagined back when you were a little kid reading my books, and, like, it was, oh, it was really God sweet. Damn. I didn't like Midnight Sun, but I really loved Oh my gosh, you really are crying! <laughs> Shut up. Sarah's really crying, guys, it's real. You know what, maybe it's I'll okay. have to actually pull out Midnight Sun and read you guys okay. the dedication. You'll see um, me cry yeah. later in this podcast, because I I did almost dude, cry, dude. like, going almost? through I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I say almost as, like, I wasn't full-on sobbing, but okay. my eyes, I had tears, and I was like, oh, no, I can't, like, god damn it. Again, spoilers now, so don't fucking fuck with us, but... Don't fuck with us. <laughs> wow. Oh, they're, they're really scared oh, now. No, don't no. fucking fuck with us. <laughs> I 
I'm sorry, that was so mean. I did trip I didn't a little bit. It. Um Matthias's <sighs> first chapter in Six of Crows starts with him saying Mat- it starts with it going Matthias was dreaming again, dreaming of her. I can't. And I was like, I need chills. I can't. Okay, anyway, I let's talk about the rest of it before we get there. Okay, anyways, here we go. From here on out, we're spoiling this book. Let's do it. Uh, let's start with, oh wait, can I start with part one? Yeah. Here we go. So again, the first chapter in these Grishaverse <laughs> books is all through the perspective of not one of the main characters. Somebody who you're never going to see again in the story. They literally just exist as a plot device to tell you what this book's kind of going to be about. Um, <laughs> so the first chapter is told from the perspective of a Grisha named Retvanko, who is a lazy, alcoholic son of a bitch who fled Ravka because he didn't want to fight in the army and like, racked up this huge indenture to get to Ketterdam. So he spends his days drinking in the morning drinking whiskey and kvass <laughs> and doing these like little trips back and forth I think he's a squalor he does little trips back and forth for people and like helps to control the weather so that they can have good voyages and whatnot and uh, he half asses that too and <laughs> I just really resonate with this character <laughs> There's just a lot of me I see in Retvanko. I think he has a lot of potential and just no drive to do anything whatsoever. Um, So he is one of my favorite characters in the Grishaverse. The end. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's the rest of this uh, podcast. Thank you for listening. You can find us. (laughs) But the important part that we get out of this chapter is that these were introduced to the Kerrigan? Kerrigan? Oh, God, I thought I was done messing up pronunciations Uh. from this universe. Mm. Kerrigan? The Kerrigan? Kerrigan? The Kerrigan? Why does she she have... The K. The big K. Okay, hang on. Oh, is this in the... There might be a pronunciation Pronunciation guide. Here we go. No, it's just Carl Kaz Keeg in that Who's Keeg? A member of the dregs. Ew, Why is his name in here? Not the- loser. Whatever. Anyways, not important. The K word. They are <laughs> of Shu Han origin, mm-hmm. and they are like genetically kind of modified Grisha. They like have iron like melded into them, yeah. and they have fucking like wings attached yeah, wings. to them wings so they thing. can fly and they mm-hmm. can take bullets like they're super strong mm-hmm. and they come in and fuck up Brett Vanko's life I think they kidnap him actually I feel like he dies I think he's oh my god oh my god they kidnap him probably to turn him into one of them mm. we never know what happened what happened to him I don't know I'm geeked. Maybe, maybe because like I later in the book did. they like go in there when it's like Jesper and Nina and all of them in like the alleyway like fighting for their lives after blah, 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 blah. when yeah. they yeah, yeah, get yeah. with the net and stuff. Maybe, maybe one of them is Red Vanko. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Anyways, that's Red Vanko. We never find out what happens to him, so rip. I will take a novella one from his point of view. Thank homies. you very much. Lee Bardugo. <laughs> I'll drink for him. I won't pour it out, go. though. 
There you go. Drink for Ravenko. She did it. She's drinking some kind of fancy watermelon party punch thing that comes in almost like a juice box. Yeah. It looks like I'm drinking coconut water to civilized people, but really, it's alcohol. Okay. Anyways, that's the first chapter. Yeah. And we're going to spend that much time on every single chapter. No, I'm kidding. We're not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. I think we get to one of my favorite... Actually, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in in the book, or at least one of the favorite opening scenes. Girl, what page are you on? Um, Hit me up. It's... Oh, crap. Where did it go? It's just this whole sweet swindling. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love how that played out. Like, they... Again, I just love how she kind of talks about it, but then she also does the thing where she doesn't give you the whole plan. She gives you a little bit of it, and then they go immediately, like, you're already in watching it. Yeah. And then you kind of see the behind the scenes again. Yes, and it's happen. very cinematic it's the very way. Cinematic. It's every single heist movie ever where they're, like, explaining to you how it's going to work. And then they're but they're doing actually it. doing it as the person's explaining it. It's a great way to save time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it works very, very well. Yes. Here. And I love the fact of how... By being unapologetically themselves in certain scenarios, they get away with it. Just like when Smeet comes out on the street after, like, you know, he's visiting Nina and all that stuff, like, distracted. Um, Waylon, or Wylan. You Kaz, love you know, to call him Waylon. I don't know why. Wylan, <laughs> and then, but, like, Kaz comes out and, like, he bumps against him and then, like, puts the whistle back, puts this back. Yes. Also snatches some money, yes. gives him the so wallet Smeet back. So Smeet is Vanex. Like, banker, lawyer. lawyer person. I think you're banker, right. attorney is his lawyer? I, I think pretty sure it's his lawyer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his lawyer. Yeah. Because he's got the seals and stuff like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the very least, his notary. Mm-hmm. Very least. But, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a really good scene. Also, I think it's, again, really funny how we talk about on, like, page 31 of how Kaz is very, like, outwardly cruel, but, like, really not. Um, cause it was almost like a Cindy Lou Who Grinch moment where Kaz and Wyland are in the house and Matthias is like kind of watching outside being like the, the caller person, but they're like robbing the safe and then all of a sudden like the Smeet's daughter shows up and then like Kaz actually pushes her down the stairs or whatever and Wyland's like, God, I, I almost You corrected yourself to Wayland. I know. <laughs> Wyland was like, why, why did you, you do that? Doing that to my baby. And then he, Kaz goes, it was that or snap her neck and make it look like she fell down the stairs, Wyland. I think I showed remarkable restraint move. And doesn't he say something like, I'm I'm like the boogeyman? Like, he basically says I'm the boogeyman. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, he could have killed the kid. He could have killed the dogs, too. Like, yeah. it, took, it takes so many extra steps to get past the hounds. Mm-hmm. But he did it anyway. Yeah. And he got the whistle and all oh that my stuff. God. Yeah, he's and he goes. He talks about he. I'm the monster who I live under beds in the backs of closets. Yes. yes. And she goes, "You don't look like a monster." And he goes, "I'll tell you a secret, Hannah. The bad, really bad monsters never look like monsters." And I was like, "Damn." Got him. Fucking got him. But yeah, and they get out of this house, and then they like run into Smeet, and then there's just like a small little exchange, and Smeet. To Smeet's eyes, he runs into somebody and says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The person gives them his wallet back and is like, he's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, that's so honest of like, you. Like, gives him the money out And of gives him, like, like, five, five Kruger. <laughs> yeah, and, and Wylan's like, 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 oh my god. And Matthias, I love the, the thing he says. He goes, I, uh, 
I almost dragged Smeet back into the street to see how Kaz did it again because Matthias is just watching this happen and he's like, oh my god, did you put the whistle on him? But not around his neck. He goes, yeah, he's not going to notice that though. And so sure enough, like they kind of watch Smeet go into his house and like looking for the whistle that's supposed to be around his neck. Finds but it in his it's, pocket. It's in his pocket. And so he just. You wouldn't think twice about it. No. I mean, let's, it was perfect. Let's just appreciate Matthias's. Uh, just him. <laughs> First of all, just him. Yes. Secondly, his character development here because he starts out calling Kaz the devil mm-hmm. and really being like, oh my god, he is working some devil magic. That's how he's doing this. And then just being legitimately impressed to the point where he admires Kaz for his skill. His street smarts! Street smarts! Um, Secondary location. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. He's gone from being like, you're the devil's boy, to, wow, that was pretty impressive, man. Do it again. I want to know how you did it. Yeah. Show me. Show me. And then they go back to uh, Black Veil, their new little hideout. Yes. So they're they're doing this because... Um, see previous episode at the end of Six of Crows Inej was kidnapped by Jan Van Eck mm-hmm. Van Eck fucked them over wasn't going to give them their money and kidnapped Inej and told Kaz that they had a week to um, return Kue the real one because right now Wylan was disguised that as has got me fucked up this whole book because I'm always thinking of Wylan as Wylan mm-hmm. not realizing that he looks like Kue mm-hmm. throughout this whole book yep throughout this whole book which becomes a whole big thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I still just imagine him as like himself right yeah um, but yeah so they're trying to get an edge back and uh, hashtag save our queen save our queen <laughs> literally yeah oh my god so they do a whole lot of that. What? What? So they're at the Black Veil hideout, right? They're hanging out. And my next thing that it says is, Father, can you hear me? What? Talking about Jesper's dad. <laughs> Gosh, that's good. I'm so funny, guys. Unless you're hilarious. <laughs> so Black Veil, the new hideout, love. Uh, totally my aesthetic. Yes. It's a cemetery island. And it's foggy all the time, so you can't see what's going on there. So they think they're pretty well veiled. <laughs> ten out of ten. I'm retiring. That's it. That's the end of That's this podcast. The show. That's Thank the whole you. show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes. So they're on this. Uh, they hang out in like a big mausoleum. Yeah. You left your key in, in the mausoleum. Down in Dixie. <laughs> haunted mansion. That's a deep haunted mansion I cut right there. That. Eddie Murphy, 2003. Fucking Where are my real fans at? Here. Where are my real fans right at? Right here. Right. It's me. <laughs> it's literally just us. It's just us. There is no one else has ever it's heard of that movie ever. Probably not. Except for my family that I made watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, where were we? Yeah, in the Black Veil hideout. <laughs> Um, you said Nina, Jesper's dad. Nina shows up and is like, Jesper, there's a man saying that he's your dad. And just everybody's, I could see everybody go, huh? And like, look at Jesper and he's like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no. We meet Jesper's dad, Colm Fahey. 
who thinks his son is attending university. The University of Ketterdam. We learn where Jesper was supposed to have been during this, <laughs> this whole story. Time. He was supposed to be a young, respectable, educated man studying his books, learning his letters at uh, at the university. University with his glasses. So yeah, instead he joined the gang and, and shoots problem. people and has a gambling addiction. So, you know, same. Same. Which we learn why he wanted to take this job and slash working for Kaz anyways because, number one, to support his gambling problem, but two, to hopefully get out of debt because his dad is paying for him to go to college. He spent all that money. Spent all that money. And, and lost it. Not only lost it, but he also, like, mortgaged the farm. His dad's That's farm right. in Novizem. Novizem. Yeah, let's just say Novizem. Uh so he's got to buy back his dad's farm, which yeah. is like adorable. Oh, sweet, sweet country boy, our sweet boy Jasper, and he just keeps fucking it up every time. Yep, yep. He's like, I have a hundred dollars saved, and then like two se- two seconds later, I have zero dollars. I am two hundred dollars in debt. <laughs> he, what? yeah. So Colm Fahey, Jasper goes with Wyland. Yep. Who looks like Kuwe. Mm-hmm. To the, it's like a coffee shop outside of the university, mm-hmm. and they meet. They meet, and something erupts. I guess something. Someone was following mm-hmm. Jesper. They're like watching for him. Mm-hmm. Gunfight breaks out in the quad because <laughs> you know when does it not? It's Ketterdam. Classic. It's the classic gunfight in a quad <laughs> gag. <laughs> and his dad is like, what? What is happening? Jester's like, boy. come with me if you want to live. <laughs> and then they boy, go, my son. <laughs> they go through this library, this old library, and the squalor's in there, like keeping all the books Wait, together. Oh, while he's running, there's like a girl that's like, Jesper, we were supposed to be for coffee, and he <laughs> stood me up, and he's like, sorry, love, maybe another time. <laughs> Wally's he's in a gunfight! Oh my god, this man cannot stop spitting game if it, his life depended on it, which it did. Oh, so they make their way yes. through oh, this also, library. I love that a squalor found a job yeah. as controlling humidity yeah. in That's so like cool. an archive because, wow, me. Hello. Yeah. I'm your girl. That's my dream job. To be a squalor that just protects old things. And you just get to read those old things while you do it. Yes. How brilliant. But there's a secret, like, passage out of this gunfight, basically, through the library. Yes. The squalor guy is like, not again! (laughs) He's like, not you again! I love that if we were just to follow Jesper's life, it would just be so many hijinks. (laughs) They're just like... Jasper! You again! It was Jasper all along. It was him all along. (laughs) Yes, I think Jasper is very chaotic. Super chaotic. Oh my gosh. Just chaotic energy. And Wylan is feeding off of it. Oh god. He probably wanted to punch that bitch in the face. It's like, we were supposed to get coffee. He's like, are you fucking... Who is this? He's like, who is this Jasper? Squeeze me. Mine. (laughs) (laughs) But they make it back... I, uh, do they go back to... I think they take the dad back to Blackville. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And they, they have to, They have some splaining to do. Some splaining. They gotta splain. Um, 
I think Jesper tries to put it off for as long as possible because he. De- who would want to admit that? Yeah. Like to their dad. Yeah. Um. Because. Jesper's dad still believes that he is the best version of himself, and Jesper knows that he's not. Mm-hmm. And that that's a really hard thing to own up to. Yeah. He but, does eventually. Yeah. Um. Proud, proud of you, Jess, for that. Because mm-hmm. that took some courage. I sure diddly darn did. <laughs> um, please leave me. <laughs> Just on the side of the road, preferably. Um, and then we cut to Inej. Yes. Inej is being, obviously, held up by Van Eck and... Um, He's been... Van Eck is, like, doing his villainous monologue to He does have some monologuing, yeah. I think he's really living in it, too. He's like, I know I'm a merchant and all, but, like, I am digging this villain shit. And I am better than ya boy. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, there's nobody better than Cass, so I fucking highly doubt that. That's an actual quote from the book, I think. (laughs) But, uh, well, sort of. He goes, had the... Or she goes, had this merch actually outwitted Cass? Had he used her to do it? Because uh, Inej finds out that this guy, Van Eck, has been, like, sending this other guy back and forth. And so um, he's just trying to, like, get Kaz to bite on this, like, decoy. And so, like, to cause some mayhem. But he's also threatening uh, Inej with uh, breaking her legs. Yes. And that's a huge thing to him he's for like some the, He's like, we are going to torture you if Kaz doesn't come for you. And she's like, fine, do it. You can do whatever you want. Van Eck's like, break her legs. And she's like, anything but that. <laughs> please, please, not that. And it's 50% out of her trying to convince Van Eck to not break her legs, and 50% out of her own pure desperation that she says, he won't trade for me if you break me. Yeah. She's like, my only worth to him is my skills, is what I can do. So she's trying to convince Van Eck that this is true. She's trying to convince herself that it's true. Also, yes. Very much. How heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. she believes it. I know that she believes that she's only worth, like, her legs and her skills, but obviously that's not true, and I know that she doesn't want to fully believe in that, but yeah, she does. Yeah, we know it's not true. We know it's not true. I think in her heart say. she kind of knew it wasn't true, but... But she doesn't know the things that we know because Kaz yeah, is insane. Exactly. But again, because he's such an internal character, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's had many opportunities to say things and he hasn't. Mm-hmm. It is out of his realm of possibility for him mm-hmm. to admit that he cares for Nedge. But in a romantic way, outside cut, of the investment thing, we cut back to everybody else, and everybody is. Um, Ready to go, ready to go get our girl. And I said, hashtag trade up, hashtag trade in. Because Kaz, in his, you know, almighty plan, literally steals, like, Vanek's wife, like, Alice or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it bothered me because it's, like, partly my name minus two letters. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, you think... I was like, Alice or Alice? I don't know which one it is. Well, you think the whole time that they're trying to find the location where he's keeping Inej. Mm-hmm. And then, boom! Ba-boom. Nope, that was Kaz's plan all along. He knew where... He was keeping it now. She's like, there's only so many places he could keep her. It's probably here in some bumfuck theater. Who cares? And 
what they were really looking for was where Van Eck was keeping his wife, mm-hmm. his very pregnant wife. Yes. So yeah. diabolical. So oh my diabolical. god. And she's like this like dumb blonde, uh, not to be she, stereotypical. She's so sweet. But she's so ditzy. She's such an idiot. She's like, "Oh, where are we going? Are we going to go get popcorn now?" Like, "What?" Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, it's pretty bad. That was, like, my inner monologue for her. Like, that's how she sounded in my brain. Like, why are we, like, going this way? Oh, this is where they're only supposed to knock out the guards, and, and Nina, Nina kills one of them. Yes, we get to see Nina, how the Purim affected her. Because she wasn't able to use her heartrender powers for a while afterwards. She's like, oh, shit, are all my powers gone? Mm-hmm. And Kaz is like, hey, can you knock these people out? She's like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Kaz not knowing that her powers don't fucking work, and mm-hmm. so she tries to do it, it doesn't work. She ends up like choking him on bone dust or something. Yeah, bone dust. Uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, what a fucking metal way to die. <laughs> so props to that unnamed guard number two. <laughs> but se- secondly, <laughs> what the fuck is Nina's power, power doing? What is this? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Yeah. What are those? Was- Yikes. Yeah, I thought there was a point. I thought we got something from Nina, but I think it's just from uh, Matthias's point of view of, like, watching her do some shit. And he's like, oh, no. I think. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. Bottom line, she ends up killing one of the dudes, and she's like, oh, something went wrong. Nobody bats up. Nobody bats an eye. No. And uh, they end up kidnapping Alice Van Eck. Mm-hmm. And getting a nut. No, actually, no, not yet. That's a lie. That happens later, right? They trade. They trade for her. So Van Eck thought that Kaz... He knew... He kind of knows where they are on Black Veil. He saw that they were mobilizing, and so he got all his people to the theater where he's holding the Nege, and they're, like, waiting for Kaz to come, and they just get a messenger instead. Because we're thinking the whole time that the, the place they're breaking into is where they're holding an Edge. Mm-hmm. And it's not revealed until this, like, last moment. Mm-hmm. And, and Nesh kind of has this hope that Kez is going to come for her. But she also kind of hopes that he isn't because right. Van Eck is so well-prepared and right. so well-fortified. So they create this new plan for an exchange. Yep. So then he just gets a messenger and it's like, yeah, we have your wife. And uh, you're going to bring Nesh to us unharmed or I will fucking kill her. Yeah. Van Eck has no reason to believe that he won't. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't. Yeah, I was like, damn. So they decide to make this exchange in a very public place Mm -hmm. where they can't do any... No shenanigans. No shenanigans. No shenanigans. This is the bridge, right? The bridge. So uh, what I thought was really cool was that there was so much going into this, like so much preparation that was like so V for Vendetta slash... (gasps) Very V for Vendetta. Oh, oh, It's so V for Vendetta. Like... Like, like, Jesper and Nino were the ones who were in charge of getting, like, the costumes out to people, slash, like, setting up this fake thing of, like, hey, you wear these costumes and these masks on this day at this time, you're gonna get, like, free alcohol or something. Waylon is, like, putting bombs against- Waylon! God damn Alyssa! Don't do my boy dirty like that! I don't mean to! Okay, Waylon sets up, like- bombs along these bridges uh-huh. Matthias is at like one point in the roof like Nina's on like a different one like Kaz is there in the middle and then they do this weird exchange and meet on this bridge at this time and and Van Eck's like 
How do I know that's Al- Al- Alice? Elise? Alice. Alice, how do we know that's Alice? And he goes, ask her any question. And Oh, yeah, because that was smart of Van Eck because they tricked him with that before. Fool mm-hmm. me once, can't fool me again. Yeah, so he's like, what do we what do we plan on naming our unwed child? Or un- unwed? <laughs> unborn child. Well, I'd hope unwed, but yeah. you never know with these people. Also true. She goes, the baby? Uh, Jan, if it's a boy. Plumgy, if it's a girl. Wait, run that name by me again. Plumgy? Let me see. Why did I forget that that was I don't a know. thing? Which is funny because he goes, That's usually agreed. the dumbest name I've ever heard. <laughs> he goes, we agreed Plumgy is what you're naming your new parakeet. <laughs> she goes, I never agreed. And then Kaz goes, oh, I think Plumgy is a lovely name for a girl. Kaz is such a fucking <laughs> sassy biatch. Like, we really leave that out a lot when we talk about Kaz's character, but he's sassy as shit. Oh my god, yes. Um, so that passes his, uh, passes Vanix. Definitely pass the vibe check. Yeah, vibe check. Good vibes. And so they make the switch, and as they do, they take a Nej, and then Alice gets, you know, yep. carted away, and then boom, time hits, the stuff things goes are off. happening. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Mess. All orchestrated by Kaz. Oh my god. Until. Until. Until it's not. Until it's not. <laughs> we get more of these characters. Fuck the cave people. It sounded good when I said it to myself in my head. Yeah, and now I can't find a way to say it to where it doesn't sound like. I just need to see it. Maybe I can help you. I just need. Ker, ker, K H E R, ker, ker, G U D, kergud. Yeah, kergud. We need to find another day. I can't do this. Can't you do it? Uh, the the is the shoe right? Yeah, the shoe the, assassins. The shoe assassin Grisha, Grisha there that you fly. Because that's easier. The sags. The sags. <laughs> the sags. Oh my god, that's it. The sags. The sags. Su- shoe assassin Grisha. Yep. The sags are the coming. Sags. The sags are so coming. The, so these uh, there's three of them. There's sags that come in and they start attacking everybody that they have identified. As Grisha. Because they have this, like, weird power to be able to sense. And they like, sense. So there's one of them that has that ability. I think the other yes. two are just, like, they're, they're lackeys. They're kind of... It's sort of like an amplifier-y type thing. Yeah. Where they can sense the other Grisha. And so they immediately start coming after Nina and mm-hmm. Jesper. Mm-hmm. So it you always turns... forget that Jesper is a Grisha. <laughs> right. I think Jesper forgets that Jesper is a Grisha. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Um, so it goes from this plan that Kaz orchestrated into this absolute monstrosity where people are actually getting hurt killed. and killed, and it, like it becomes buildings an absolute blown up, mob. And, like, not by Wylan, so... Yeah. Yeah. They're like, ooh, we didn't mean to do that. And mm-hmm. Kaz takes an edge, and they both put hoods on their faces, and they fucking scrim. Mm-hmm. They scrimbly scram. Scrimbly scram. Uh, Nina, I think, kills one of them. I think so, too. Well, I think Wyland lights somebody on fire. That sounds hugely possible. I don't think we give Wyland enough credit for loving chaotic energy. Because, like, we know <laughs> Jesper loves chaos. Mm-hmm. I think one of the chapters actually starts out with Jesper saying, Now this was my kind of chaos. <laughs> uh, but Wyland loves it, too. Yeah. And there's, like, this net... It's like a different kind. It's not yeah, like it's a regular like a steel net. Yeah, sort of, and they try to catch Nina. Uh-huh. 
but they don't. Yeah, we're able to fuck that net right up. Yeah. I don't know how. Not important. Oh my gosh, yeah. Nina goes, let's see if you're metal all the way through. Oh. She shoved the revolver directly into the shoe woman's eye socket and squeezed the trigger. Oh god, that is fucking hot. Yeah, she was a lot of pink brain matter, but lots of shards of metal where her face should have been. Ew. So. That is... Yeah. So they get out of that mess and immediately go back to the Black Veil, which is where Kaz and Inej are. And we have one of the cutest reunions ever. (gasps) It's Inej and Nina, who, like, freak out to each other. That wasn't where I thought you were going with that. Oh. Anyways. Oh, what? Well, yeah, no, no, no. No, go for it. What? It wasn't Kaz and Inej. Yeah. What did they do? I'll get there. Okay. You do that. I don't know. We'll say the Nina about. and Inej part. Yeah, um, Nina is just, like, shrieks in Nej and just runs across to her and grabs her up in, like, a tight hug, and, um, and then all of a sudden, like, Jesper is there, too. Matthias is like, the Wraith returns! Like, and it's, I can just imagine him being, like, awkwardly saying that. The Wraith returns! The Wraith returneth! <laughs> and then, um, Inej knows that Wylan is still Kue looking, and so she's like, oh, it's you! Um... It's it's adorable. They and they all love Inej. Mm-hmm. They really do. And so they're they're happy to see her back. And then again, Kaz comes back of if everyone is done cuddling, we have a job to do. Like right back on task. Yep. Um they talk about waffles at some point, because obviously Naturally we can't get through one uh, one conversation without talking about those. Uh, then we get to Kaz's plan of how he's going to wreck Van Eck. Yes. How's he going to get back at Van Eck? Because he, okay, at the end of Six of Crows, he said, I'm going to get my money, and I'm going to get my girl. We got the girl. Let's get this money, yo. Where are we getting the cash? We're getting the cash by destroying a lot of, because, like, Van Eck's on that merchant council, so he has shares in a lot of things, and so he's kind of trying to, We they figure out that, Van Eck is supposing as, like, different companies to buy shares in all the sugar, so basically he has a monopoly on the sugar. Yeah, and everything he doesn't own, he owns the storage facilities mm-hmm. for other people that own it. So he's really running a Vanderbilt-esque mm-hmm. uh, operation here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're like, let's hit him where it hurts. Get that Wyland develops some sort of chemical yeah, that will little, like the weevil. weevil, the wyvil, the wyvil from the wyland. <laughs> we are so clever. Jesper came up with that. Oh, Jesper's so clever. That's what they call him. <laughs> I mean, me, Jesper, Jesper, me. It's That's the same. true. You guys are the same. So Care, same. same, same. So, um, which just starts to burn through the sugar the sugar just like eat it up and it and will like, like exponentially increase the chemical reaction and take the whole thing down and mm-hmm. blah blah so that's what they're going to use to take out all the sugar but to do this unseen they're going to do some do some shit where once again Inez is the main girl for the job yep, she's got to bust out her acrobatic 
stuff. Not only does she have to freaking climb this silo, which which, is... uh, which I could do that. So <laughs> right now, fair enough. I mean, a couple more drinks and I could do it. <laughs> she's, <laughs> but then she's got a tightrope walk from from, from silo to yeah, silo. Yeah, she has to like shoot this crossbow or whatever with the rope with the line. Yep. And then she's got a tightrope across yep, it. No course. net underneath. It's hundreds of feet. Well, up. the well, net. The net. Is for, because Kaz is like, we're gonna have a net. Yeah. And, and Ned's just like, like, why the net, bitch? What? I never work with the net. Like, why the net, Kaz? He's like, I can't lose you. <laughs> Giving us all those butterflies. Me. For and sure. Ned's just like pissed. She's like, "How dare you?" She's thinking that he is doesn't trust her. Yeah, discrediting her abilities when really he just wants because to we know safe. from the internal Kaz that he can't he can't have something happen to her again. He knows that she's the only one who can do it, but he just can't deal with the thought of him not being able to Save protect her. her. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Because he says in his inner monologue again, so she's like, why the net, Kaz? Because she's, again, super pissed. And in his uh, in his inner monologue, he goes, I couldn't bear to watch you fall. And then instead, instead of saying that, he goes, I just went to a lot of trouble to get my spider back. I didn't think you could, I didn't do it so you could crack your skull open the next day. What a romantic. <laughs> I just realized... Because I was about to say there's him putting his armor back on. I just realized we didn't talk about the number one quote from Six of Crows in the Six of Crows episode. Where she said, I will have you without your armor. Kaz Brecker, I will not have you at all. Hot. Oh my god. The time has passed. The time has passed. It's over now. But um, we didn't talk about that in the episode. And I'm really disappointed. No. You're right. I didn't have my book. I didn't have my book with my tabs. That's my fault. That's my fault. Oh my god, Sarah. I should have done that better because I have the pink tabs. I can easily find shit like that. Oh my god. I can do it for Perfect Kingdom now. You know what? Moving on because we're about to get another another great Kinej quote. Which is what? Uh, I'm on page 184. Where are you at? Oh, okay. There it is. I couldn't see it. Oh, yes. Do it. Give it to us. All right, here we go. Now some high school music. He was going to break my legs, she said, her chin held high, the barest quiver in her voice. Would you have come for me then, Kaz, when I couldn't scale a wall or walk a tightrope, when I wasn't the wraith anymore? Dirty hands would not. The boy who could get them through this, get their money, keep them alive, would do her the courtesy of putting her out of her misery, then cutting his losses and move on. I would come for you, he said, and when he saw the wary look she shot him, he said it again. I would come for you, and if I couldn't walk, I'd crawl to you, and no matter how broken we were, we'd fight our way out together. Knives drawn, pistols blazing, because that's what we do. We never stop fighting. Damn, man. I'm out. I'm dead. Again, cause of death. Kaz and Inej. He... And even in this, because that's a chapter from Kaz's perspective, even in his mind he's saying, no, if you were smart, if you really had your eyes on the prize, you would say no. Because that's what this alter ego, this other version of himself that doesn't have feelings, 
would do. And he like, he can't stop the words. It's word vomit. He's like, of course I would come for you because I love you and this is the only yeah. way I can say it. <laughs> um, amazing. And then that we would never stop fighting is uh, like the tagline of the book. We never stop fighting. I just... <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I love it so much. Anyway, that's my first tab in the whole book, actually, Oh, damn. Really? Is, uh, is on that scene. Damn, I would come okay. for you, and then I'd crawl to you. Oh, man! Of course. So then, and I was just like, okay, good. We're in love again. <laughs> <laughs> and we swap over to Nina's perspective, and this is one of my, apparently one of my quotes or whatever that I think is really funny. Um, Inej and her talking, they're like, how are you doing this morning? Can you eat? And she's like, I don't think so. Thank you for doing what you did last night, for standing by me. Inej goes, it was the right thing to do. I don't want to see anyone else uh, be made a slave, even so. And Inej goes, you're very welcome, Nina Zanek. You may repay me in a in the customary way. And Nina goes, waffles? And Inej goes, lots of them. <laughs> so like, cute. Adorable. Like, I, the best gal pals. I would love... A little like chapter or two where Inej and Nina just go out for a girls' day, <laughs> like that episode in Avatar: The Last Airbender where oh, they all just yeah, have a girls' yeah. day. <laughs> I want that mm-hmm. for Nina and Inej because it's adorable. I actually, I need that for Nina and Inej. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a fan fiction that exists, please, there's probably someone, one. please tell me. Someone tell us. Okay, so. so Again, just like in Six of Crows, so many things happen in this book. Yes. Um, but this book also has some other characters in it that I was not ready. Not ready for. I wasn't ready. You wasn't ready. <laughs> um, so Zoya's in this book. Jenya's in this book. Jenya's in this book. And they know oh. Nina, and so we get this, like, whole, oh my god, the shadow and bone, and the, the six of crows, like, now they're coming together, holy shit, they're interacting with each other, like, this is wild, what's happening? Out of these interactions, Nina, like, adds another stipulation to Kaz's whole bringing down Van Eck plan, she's like, we have to get all these Grisha out of Ketterdam, because mm-hmm. uh, Van Eck is in the process of locking down the whole city. Because mm-hmm. he has the means to do so, and he wants Kaz. Mm-hmm. He wants them all, and he wants Kue, and he's going to get it by any means necessary. Because he's used to getting what he wants. Mm-hmm. And so these Grisha, who were going to go back to Ravka, have nowhere to go. Um, yeah, because it's what everything is like, you can't get it back to your ships, like everything is like blockaded. Yeah, they lock it all down. And so Nina's like, we have to find a way for these Grisha to get out of the cities. Kaz like, this can't do it. And she's like, but you must. And he's like, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. it can't be done. Well, okay, yeah, I can find a way. Because <laughs> I'm awesome. It's me. Okay, fine. So that happens. I'll get to another character later because, oh my God, when I tell you ice cream. I- <laughs> Moving on. Um, then we get... An attack at Black Veil because people yes. are starting to mobilize for this other part of this plan. Yep, so they get attacked by a whole crew of Dime Lions. Because Nina oh, and Inez are already on their way to go do their sugar thing. Yep. And they're so it's Jesper, Matthias, Wylan? Yeah, because Kaz is doing something else as well. Kaz is... whatever. I think he meant to go... He's meeting with somebody for something. I can't remember what it is. I um, don't know either. 
I'm sure we'll I feel there. like it's with the dad, though, for some reason. I feel like he's checking on the dad or something. Oh! They're making, um, they're making the reservations at the hotel. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Boom. Because now they're gonna... Boom! Because one of my other favorite quotes, I think it's a little farther on, is when uh, Jesper's dad go, uh, his dad goes... Because um, Jesper doesn't want his dad to be in this, like... Uh, Criminal activity. Yeah, this whole thing. And he goes, I'm already harboring fugitives. If I'm going to aid, I might as well abet. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Yo, Colm Fahey for the win. <laughs> that's, that's daddy right there. He's everyone's daddy. Oh, my gosh. And so we then see Jesper, Wyland, and uh, Matthias try to get out of Black Veil. They're doing yep. it. They're And, like, Jesper's actually using his Grisha power to help for some stuff. Um, and then we don't know the outcome of this, because then we go immediately over into Nia, Nina and Inej. And they're getting attacked. And they're getting attacked, but Inej is already up on the silo. She's already started tightrope walking. She makes it to the other silo. Then Nina has to go deal with some guards, because the other people are there. And somebody's up on that silo with Inej. Yes. Mm. So, someone was able to climb up. And get out on the tightrope with Inej. And this is a new character. This character's name is Dunyasha. Dunyasha is as acrobatic as Inej, throws knives like Inej, and kind of seems to be the That's same the sort of character, just like. As an equal for her. So, yes. You don't really somebody get who an fights equal the same her. way as she does. And turns out she's a little bit better. Yeah. And so she's throwing knives at Inej, and Inej is just. Taking him in the thighs like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so they have to end up uh, abandoning the uh, this plan because mm-hmm. the Nesh falls. falls. But they yeah. didn't have enough people to get the net. Mm-hmm. So Inej falls. But! But. She doesn't touch the ground because Nina is like oh my god I have to save Inej so she's gonna go over to the net to grab it to try and save Inej and she raises the fucking dead to do it for her she literally raises corpses to hold the net for Inej yep shook shook Shook. it To my core. Ab. So fucking Lutely. Nina can raise the dead. Yeah. Not Holy only can she, like, manipulate bone shit. matter. She can fucking raise the dead. Oh my god. Like, that's... So this is how Param has affected Nina's power. She's well, no for longer... long term. Like a heart render. She raises the fucking dead. Metal. Metal as fuck. Uh, kind of reminds you of somebody else we know. Hashtag Nesta. Oh, kinda, hmm? sorta, sorta. I mean, that's I was Nina like, did dude. it better, but I mean, I agree. That that scene with Nesta was cool as shit, though. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Uh, so Nina raises the dead, save as an Ezra's life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ugh. yes. So they kind of just go. They go. Group. They meet up at the hotel. Yep. Because Black Veil yeah. compromised. 
Pekka is now in league with Van Eck. Everybody's working together. They've gotten the Stad Watch, who we haven't talked about at all because it's really not that important. No. But it's just like the, the city are. police. Yeah. The, the police. Mm-hmm. Um, they have temporarily deputized like all of the, the gangs. gangs in order to find Kaz because they know they're not going to find him anywhere else. Uh-huh. So everyone's rocking around with their fucking Stad Watch shit and they think they're all cool and so there's nowhere for them in the city to go Mm -hmm. we're like not even two thirds of the way through the book and I'm thinking to myself what the fuck are they gonna do how are they gonna get out of this so tensions are running very high they're all in this hotel suite which they booked under a fake name for Jesper's dad everybody being as desperate in this situation as they are, and being enclosed in a small space, <laughs> you knew something was gonna happen. But this scene is so good. It absolutely destroyed me. Every scene in the hotel room, oh my god, is absolutely my favorite. <laughs> so, should we talk about Jesper first? Yeah, let's talk about Jesper first. So Jesper's like, oh my god, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. He walks by a room where he sees somebody who looks like Kue, and he's like, oh my god, Wylan. Just like sitting at the piano, because Wylan is musical. And he, I won't read the whole thing word for word, but he's like, talking to him, Wylan's not saying anything back, and Jesper's like, like, what do you want from me? Like, what do you want from me to say? And Wiley just, like, looks at him, and Jesper's like, God, I want to kiss him so badly. So he does. And then Wiley, like, smiles at him, and he has this thought, I love this thought so much, where he's like, well, if that, that is as good as an invitation as any, and he's, and Jesper's like, and I'm looking for a distraction. And so he uses his long legs, and he strides across the room, and he just grabs him, and he kisses him, and you're like, yes, finally! And then Jesper's like, this wasn't the kiss I thought it was going to be. Like, I don't know if the nerves are too high. I don't know if I'm out of practice. It's like, it's not like that, that shotgun, like that passionate, like the fireworks. Woo woo. It's not what I was expecting. And so he pulls back (laughs) and he looks in the doorway and there's Wylan. It was cool. He kissed Kue instead of Wyland, and Wyland's like, who the fuck you kissing? And Jesper's like, oh no. Wyland's just like, Kaz wants us in the sitting room, and walks away, and he's like, fuck me, no! I thought it was you! Kue, you should have said something! Kue's just like, smiling, you're a good kisser. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, (laughs) we're all Kue, 100%. (laughs) I love him in this scene. I love that scene so, so much. There is some great Jesper and Wyland content in this book. Mm-hmm. We won't get all the way into it, but oh my god. Just so great. And that scene almost tops the list. And then they're all meeting in the sitting room. They're talking. I don't know what they're talking about. doesn't matter. And they're like, we're all going to fucking die. And um, Jesper and Kaz get into it. Yeah. Kaz is like, well, you almost got Inej killed, and Jesper's like, you're gonna get us all killed, and blah, 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 and they're going back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and, um, 
has. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to read it word for word now. Okay. Okay. I don't know where. Oh, where is it? Where is it? It's fuck, 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 fuck. I. I don't know. Gosh I'm dang trying it. To, I'm trying to well, find so it. So where is it? Oh, because that's the kiss, and that's not it. So it's right after there's there's Kaz. Where is it is from Matthias's point of view? I think it is from Matthias's point of view. Why am I not able to? Hmm. You know, I was gonna read it word for word, but I think I'll go. Uh, I'll think I'll go at it. Not. Oh, hang on. Is this it? No. It's shit. Why can't I find this? I don't know. I'm really upset. Whatever. Did Let's... it not happen? Did I no, make it, it all no, up? No, no, it did happen because everybody was like, yo, what the fuck? Okay, basically, here's how it goes. Kaz and Jesper are getting into it. Tensions are raising. And then Jesper's like, what do I have to do to get your forgiveness, Kaz? He's like, having all the good things I done, I've mm-hmm. done for you earn at least a little bit of forgiveness. And Kaz whips around and yells at Jesper and says, what do you think my forgiveness looks like, Jordy? And Jesper goes, who the hell is Jordy? And Kaz is like, oh, fuck. And we're all like, <gasps> You're like, oh, again, Kaz. I, oh, shooketh. Shooketh. I become so shooketh. Oh, no, that's not my husband over there. I, again, I'm super blind, so I was thinking that that was. Funny. Alyssa was looking out the window like we were about to get ambushed. <laughs> no. I just thought it was my dog and my husband, but that is not true. That was blind, so I had to put my glasses on. But yeah, scene. Wow. So much to unpack here. Lots of, yeah. Oh, God. One, love, because Kaz thinks that Jesper's Jesper's brother. brother. Oh, okay, hang on. Here it is. I think I found it. I think I found it. it. I think I found it. Well, I think I got it word for word. I think you basically did. I fucking nailed it. Chug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know you did. You basically did. Everybody's like, "Yep." I'm yep. Jesper goes, "I made a mistake." I and then they get into a fight. Yeah. And, and then they, they start fighting. Now they start fighting, but Who not, the hell but is not really. Jordy? <laughs> and then it's like Kaz's face goes slack. Kaz, a confused, almost frightened look in his dark eyes, there and gone so fast. Wyland wondered Again. if he imagined it. He fucked up. What do you want from me, Cass? Oh, it's from Snarl. Wyland's point of view, is this, uh... Yeah. His yeah. expression just closed, and just as cruel as ever. My trust, you had it, and you shot it to pieces because you couldn't keep your mouth shut. One time! How many times have I had your back in the fight? Yep, and then Jesper swung first, Kaz, Kaz dodged right, and they were grappling, slamming the wall. Wyland's like, is anyone gonna separate them? They're gonna kill each other, and, uh... Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Nina's like, Kaz isn't using his cane, and, like, Jesper's not using his guns. Yeah, like, Nina, they're not gonna... Nina goes, Jesper hasn't shot him, and Nina goes, Kaz isn't using his cane. Yeah. <laughs> the girls are like... Anyway. They're just like, mm, I don't think they're really trying to kill each other here. They're just trying to trying to get out of oh, aggression. And then Colm Fahey's head emerges. <gasps> Jesper! Jesper Llewellyn Fahey! Is that is enough? And everybody's like, what? Your middle name is Llewellyn? And then Nina giggles, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> I love this. 
Um, <gasps> Nina says wouldn't. this, and Jesper, again, this just shows how much they're a family, right? Jesper yep. goes, Jesper scowled. Matthias, Nina let Cornelius Smeet grope her bottom. Nina's like, I'm gonna turn your teeth inside out. <gasps> he goes, that is physically impossible. She goes, I just raised the dead. Do you really want to fuck with me? <laughs> um, honestly, no. And then Nez all, just no, brings us back to Llewellyn? She, he goes, shut up, it's a family name. Whatever you say, Llewellyn. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I will absolutely nail any Six of Crows um, trivia you give me, because I have committed that to memory, that Jesper's middle name is Llewellyn. So funny. I love that so much. And then Kaz breaks out his scheming face, and everybody's like, Yep, and then he just face. <laughs> something something happens, and it triggers him, and he's like, I think it's Wylan that's like, scheming face? Yeah, is that... Jesper, scheming face. Scheming face. Matthias, not Definitely. Definitely. Definitely scheming face. Um, oh, it's so, so funny that Matthias comes up with a plan. With a plan. He's like, I'm going to save everybody. Here we Overall, go. Overall, here's the plan. Here He's like, Kue wants to save everybody? All right, I'm going to let him. We're going to sell his indenture mm-hmm. at auction. So yes. nobody can hurt him or us until the indenture's sold. Correct, and so that that just broadens it. Like, okay, we genius. need to make sure Fucking that, like, genius. yeah, because it's the city that has to do. The city will have to recognize it, and yep. they start planting those seeds. Because as much as everybody, as much as Vanek has gotten everybody like anti Kaz, they still love their money more, and mm-hmm. they know this kid is worth hella bank, hella bank. So they're gonna let it happen. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be, they're like they're gonna sanctify the auction of Kuwait's indenture. Yep, and so they do. They set up this whole thing. Um, they're gonna have it. I love that the auction house, like their church, is the Nasdaq. Like is the floor oh, yeah. of the stock exchange. Mm-hmm. That's their church. Is the stock exchange. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Kirch. I hate Kirch, but I love Kirch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, and um, of course, yeah. we don't get all of the details of like all the things, but we know that Definitely. there needs to be some powerful people in play because they don't have the money. To start backing or start bidding, right? So who are they going to get? They know they just can't sell Kuwait. Oh my god. So who just, do they get? <gasps> who do they get? What What has enough money, who has to, enough buy, money? to buy the most valuable man in the world? I don't know. A country. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But we don't... It's, it's a real shame we yeah. don't have any friends who run countries. Yeah. You know? Or, or, it's weird. Or do we? Because, I mean, you know, there's that Ravka triumvirate, you know, it's, right. it's Zoya. It's like Zoya and Genya, and Genya are right. here. Who's the third? Who's the third? It's, um... It starts with an N. Uh, no, I think it starts with an S. Ooh! <laughs> swerve! Second fucking swerve! So... Uh, they... Who else is present here? None other than the famed privateer... Pirate... Sturmhund. Ow, ow! Here, in this book. In this fucking book. When I book. tell you I lost my shit. I lost my shit. Lost my damn lost mind. Lost my shit. And where do they meet? The baths. <laughs> oh, of course. Where else? Oh my god. Bottom line, everybody thinks that, like, Sturmhund Soya is very protective of this pirate. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Oh, I heard that. I really hope that it's a fucking... My god, didn't pick really that up. Funny. <laughs> Anyways, oh. um, so Sturmhund is here. Mm-hmm. Kaz knows who he is because he is very infamous mm-hmm. in the p- 
pirating the privateering world. Mm-hmm. Kaz knows everything about anybody who makes money. Mm-hmm. And there's this really cute scene where Sturmhund is like, see, he does know who I am. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my boo right there. This that's the guy. Boo. That's the guy. Oh, man. Well, for, first of all, drink for Sturmhund. Mm-hmm. Drink, drink, drink. Mm. Mm. Oh, so funny. Just so much. That turned into a waterfall for Sturmhund. <laughs> Anyways, basically, Kaz and Sturmhund have this <laughs> thing where they're like, hey, are you going to pay to buy Kuwe? And they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then Sturmhund's like, let us say, hypothetically, of course, and he talks about, like, the Rothkin King has intelligence that works, whatever. He says a spiel. Kaz goes, so hypothetically, you might be addressed as your highness. And he goes, ah, he goes, hypothetically, um, um, just how also did you know who I was, Mr. Brucker? Kaz is like, ugh. Like, 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 Sturmhund's, like, dumb. He's like, mm, yeah. you speak Kurtz like a native, like a rich native. You don't talk like someone who came up with sailors and street thugs. Um, and so they're talking about it, and, um, I suspect the ransom for me would be considerably less than the price Kuwe has on his head. And this is, uh, Nikolai talking. Really, it is a bit of a blow to my self-esteem. Like, this man! <laughs> Fucking... Oh. I I was not expecting this at all. I knew these characters all existed in the same world. But, like, having Zoya and Genya and Nikolai here? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Fucking blown. Yeah, amazing. amazing. So, Ravka's gonna back the bid for Kuwe. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, kind of help it along. Yes. Also wh- do the thing that Nikolai did in um, Ruin and Rising, <laughs> where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep raising the bids. I'm just going to keep getting people to bid more and more and more. Basically, want to outbid the Merchant Council. And mm-hmm. that's it. That's all we have to do. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, they strike a deal. And the deal's the deal. The deal is the deal. So that part, that piece is there. So what, what else do we have to do? We, uh, we know that we need, Kaz needs to get back control of the Crow Club slash get control of the bear <gasps> because Oh he, my god, this scene. I know. He, Holy shit, this scene. He's lost it. He lost a lot of people when, like, Pekka started coming in and, like, taking over because Everybody Kaz, thinks they're part of the Stad Watch now. Yep. And so Kaz is like, no. And everybody's like, don't you fucking go do this. And he's like, I'm gonna go do this. Yeah, and it's just like, don't. Don't, 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 don't go do it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my god. Oh yeah, no, The this, bathroom scene. Yeah, the bathroom scene happens first. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, because it's right after the bathroom scene where he leaves. Yes, it is, correct. So, yes, the bathroom it. scene. I, I honestly would just read it to you word for word, I really would. Um, but, uh, here's the, the brass tacks. Inej, after her ordeal with Dunyasha... Why is Inej always the one getting fucking injured? Always. First of all. After a fight with Dunyasha, she's got all these bandages on, and she's got to touch up the bandages. Inej does not want Kaz to go back to the slat to confront the dregs, because they've all turned against Kaz. Even though he was kind of their proxy leader. Per Haskell, who is the leader of the dregs, has is now on Van X's side. Mm-hmm. And so, Inej is like, don't go do this. Like, you're walking into a death trap. Um, I don't know if she follows him into the bathroom or he follows her into... I don't... I don't remember how that happens. It doesn't matter. Anyways, we get this scene between Kaz and Inej. 
where she's like, all right, I need Nina to, I need Nina to help me replace these bandages. And before he can even think, he's like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll help. And the way Lee Bardugo writes this scene, the two barely even touch. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that these two characters get physically close to one another causes me to have a heart attack. And I don't know how she does it. How? Tell me! It's like all of his, it's all of their monologues because we are omniscient and so we can see between them and we can see that they both want this but they're also portraying on their outsides that they are not wanting this to happen. They don't want to give in to their feelings because they know they have a job to do slash they don't know how this is going to affect the job slash who they are as people. Like they don't know how this is going to actually, if they did this, they're afraid it would ruin it and then both of them like Inej knows that in the back of her head she knows that Kaz still is like, he doesn't, like, own her because Kaz has never, like, owned Inej, but, like, he has bought her, basically, her freedom and, like, paying that off, and so she feels like she owes a debt to him, so she doesn't want to jeopardize that with her feelings if he doesn't, is it, if he isn't going to reciprocate, because he has those hard times. It's also, this is the culmination of their trauma. We get the mm-hmm. final piece of Inej's backstory mm-hmm. here, because we have known that Inej was sold to the menagerie. We knew that she was working at this brothel. It has never been acknowledged up until this point what was done to her there while she was there. Mm-hmm. And here, we've kind of been seeing this as like, oh, this is Kaz's problem. This is Kaz's problem with intimacy. This is Kaz's problem with physical contact. And it turns out it's both of their problems, and I I love this so so much because Kaz is like putting all of his mental effort into trying to like snip these bandages off of Nesh's arm. It's like his fingers will graze her arm, and he's like, "Oh God, I want to throw up, but I can't. <laughs> I can do this." He's like, "I can do this. I can do this," and he like has to get really close to her to change one of the bandages, and he's like, "I can't do it. I can't do this." And she it's like she can sense what he's thinking because mm-hmm. she always can. And that's when she starts telling him, probably, definitely the first person she's ever admitted it to, it's hard for me to. Yeah, I didn't even tab this because I think I was so mesmerized. I didn't have time to tab. I didn't want to stop. I I just couldn't, I couldn't tab it. But she's like, it's, this is hard for me too. Because she's like, I used to just leave my body and there came a point in time where I couldn't do that anymore. So she's like, it is hard for me when Jesper wraps Jesper Jesper oh, Jesper, Jesper wraps his arm, arm around me or Nina pulls me in for a hug. She's like, that's hard for me too. And Kaz starts to go through the whole like, oh my god, I'm such a wimpy ass bitch because what Inej has been through is he thinks is so much worse than what he has. And you see that these two characters have just this combined trauma that prohibits them from this intimacy, but they're still trying. And in this scene, they are both trying. And when he leans down and she tells him, go on, he's like, like I'm going to finish a story. And I tell you, this man kisses her neck. 
I threw, the, I threw the book clear across the room. Clear across the room. I was like, <gasps> I'm about to toss the book across the room right now. It's so good. It is so good. And that's as far as it gets. Because as far as it gets. Kaz can't, physically can't touch her anymore. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. But holy shit. It was so good. Wow. Oh my goodness. Great. I'm and then if we couldn't I'm love sweating. him anymore. I'm sweating. He goes and does some of the most badass shit I've ever seen in my That's life. That's true. Yeah, we're not going to read word for word, but holy shit. Yeah. He does go to the slat. And it's just like, please don't go. And he's like, if you ever cared for me, you won't follow me. Which she does anyway. Because of course she's going to follow him. And he knows that he she knows does. This. So she blends into this crowd. She sees Kaz descend. Because this motherfucker climbed up and then wanted to make a... He's a, dr- he's a drama queen. He needs he, an entrance. He, he really does. for it. He, and so yeah. he yeah. walks down like where he used to like into the crow club from his office well, it's, used to in the, office. it's in the slat it's like oh, the building right. where they all live right he, but still descending the stairs yep. looking at like he owns everything. the fucking place yeah. of course and everybody's like cinematically like looks at him and he's like anyway per haskell's like get the fuck out get out because like this is my place so no. why are you doing this stuff yeah and so he's like okay, will everybody go fight him? Do you know how much the ransom on this guy's head is? And when I tell you Kaz takes out about a dozen motherfuckers with his cane, mm. I am not even exaggerating. This is the cane scene we were living for. Watching, uh, hoping, and then yes. we got it. He, just, like, one by one, fucking John Wick takes out these people, and then everybody else in the dregs kind of starts to back off. Because, I mean, he's still getting punched and shit, but he is making his way through yeah. the bodies. And then when the dregs realize that Per Haskell is not nearly as cool as Kaz, they're like, alright, I guess we should be Team Kaz again. Yeah, fuck you, Per Haskell. Yeah. And so, then like, like, they lock him upstairs and they're <laughs> yeah. like, Kaz, Kaz, Kaz! And he Kaz is like, our man! Yeah! I got a job for y'all. Listen up. Yep. And then, damn, we'll see this play out later. But then um, we get into... The basically the heist montage of like um, Colm Fahey and Wylan and some other people meeting up for businesses, but also being in the proximity to other people. Yeah, they're basically drumming up a lot of drama around this auction for Kuwait. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it look like everybody's going to be betting big, big money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try to make it look like Colm owns like some Jurda farms yeah, in yeah. Noivizem mm-hmm. and. So, like, this gets Van Eck very interested. Um, like, they put things, like, in sight of, of Van Eck, so he's getting the wrong impression intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see uh, Jenya retailer Wyland back to his normal self. Yes! Oh Wyland my god, looks like Wyland. Yes! Wyland goes back to being Wyland, and Jesper's like, did she make you more handsome than you were before? And I was like, what else were you going to say? What a cl- what a good line! And then Wyland's like, "Yeah, I had to fix a tiny bit of some stuff. It's fine." <laughs> um, but then we do get we go to the auction. Well, we get the the Wyland Jesper kiss scene. The actual kiss. The actual kiss. They actually get to kiss, and, and Jesper's like, "And this is the kiss I was waiting for." <laughs> I was like, it. "Baby girl, this is the kiss we were all waiting for." All right. <laughs> We're like, yes! Yeah, he's like, you cool. He's like, it was shotguns, it was fireworks, it was everything. And I'm like, oh my god, they're so in love. I, I love hate it. it. I, I love, love it, it so much. Yeah, anyways. So, yep. Jesper and Wilder are in love. Spoilers. Uh, 
<laughs> they go to the auction. The auction Here begins. We go. The climactic action. Inez is on the roof. The um, Kaz and Matthias escort Kuwait in. Mm-hmm, the real one. Wyland gets kidnapped. Wyland gets kidnapped. He gets kidnapped before all this shit happens. And Turns out it's by his fucking dad. By his dad. And so he's getting tortured. He's getting tortured. And so this, Wyland... This end of this chapter was one of my favorite scenes in the duology. Really? Where Wyland's like... I told him that. He's like, it was so... He's like, I really, really had learned so much from being around these people. I wasn't going to give them up. I wasn't going to give them up for anything. And then it says, but in the end, Wyland wasn't strong like Matthias. He wasn't headstrong like Nina. He wasn't quiet like Inej. And he told them everything. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I was, I tabbed it blue because I was so pissed. I was like, blue is bad. Fuck you, Oh, God. So upset. But that's how I would have done the same thing, baby girl. Yeah, same. It's fine. But yeah, we get, we get to see this auction begin and it is, uh, the Ravka's there, the Ravka Triumvirate's there. Uh, we see Ferja, or Ferja. Fjerda. Fjerda. I I was like, I don't know why. I I didn't even know what you were trying to say. Yeah, the Fjerdans are there because Mm -hmm. obviously they want to reclaim Kuwait. They lost them in the first place. Assholes. The Shu are there. Everybody wants a piece of this. The Merchant Council's there. And the Fjerdians are not happy to see Matthias. Yes, they all recognize him immediately. They were like, this motherfucker is a traitor. And that's hard for Matthias, Mm -hmm. because he spent so much of his life being so loyal to them, Mm -hmm. and now realizing that there's kind of a fucked up ideology there, Mm -hmm. and that young people are being indoctrinated in this idea that Grisha aren't human, and uh, and, and he wants better. He wants better than that. Mm Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole auction the auction starts going off and people the price is getting absolutely astronomical, and then the Council of Tides, the very mysterious Council of Tides, comes in and says, "Fucking water this everywhere! Auction is a sham." Uh huh. And you're like, "What?" And Van Eck is there. Oh, no, Van Eck, no, no, they figured it out. The the auction's a sham, no. Yeah, and so Van Eck is just listing shit yeah, off. They're of like, like this and that and blur, 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 blur. The tide makers are like, no, it's your fault. Because Van you like, gave money to the shoe mm-hmm. in order to back their their um, their bid for Kuwait. And he's and, like, whoa, wait. Wait the fucking second. What happened to the plot of this movie? Just the record. Screech! Yup. What? <laughs> so Vanek is like, wait a second, what? Turns out they bring Wylan in. And Vanek is like, Wylan, tell them. And he's like, I'll say whatever you want, father. Just don't let them torture me anymore. And everyone's like, <gasps> like gas. The audience gasps. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, Wylan was playing his part. This is all according to Kaz's plan. <sighs> oh gosh. And they like pin it on Van Eck. They pin everything on Van Eck. Everything. Like his monopolies. His, his. Uh, him taking money from the merchant council. Yes. Him giving money to the shoe. Mm-hmm. The sugar. The mm-hmm. jerda. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. All of his dirty little schemes. <laughs> I'll keep you my dirty little, little secret. secret. Not anymore. Not really lying. <laughs> and 
why uh, Jan Van Eck gets arrested for corruption on the spot, my dudes. And then <laughs> it's chaos. Total chaos. And somebody fucking shoots Kue. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and there's like, blood. Oh my god, no! Now he's totally dead. Completely he's dead. He's definitely dead. Oh my god. Meanwhile, um, Inezha's on the roof, watching the roof. Dunyasha finds her. This, oh yeah, like, this is also happening at the same time. Right, yeah, there's this whole Suli belief that everybody has a shadow, and your shadow is fed by every wrong thing you do, so uh, Inej thinks that Dunyasha is her shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Kaz leaves to go to the slat, Kaz says to her, like, you can beat Dunyasha, just look for her tells. She's like, what's her tell? He's like, he, br- she, uh, Inej finds out that she breathes every time, like, right before she moves. And so she's able to find Dunyasha's tells and defeat her and, um, kill her. And she was gonna not kill her, but then Dunyasha was like, ah! And she's like, okay, you have to actually die. Yeah, she's like, I was not gonna kill you, and now I'm gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. So she ends up killing Dunyasha, and Dunyasha falls off of the, I forget, I forget what they're it was like stock exchange is called. Yeah, whatever. The anyway, she falls off of it and uh, dies. Yep. Oops. And also, Dunyasha so- said that she was uh, so she's Ravkin. She said that she was uh, the rightful heir to the Ravkin throne. Oh yeah, that was a weird that was like moment. a little subplot. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you look at that book? <laughs> I don't know. My eyes definitely did not. Why just am cut I Van Eck to- right now? And you, and I- your cats. My <clears throat> my eyes did not cut to Rule of Wolves at all. I know, I'll read it. Anyways! There's so many books after it. But yeah, Inezha's part was supposed to be up on top of the roof, but then she also had to go help Jesper, and so now, fighting Dunyasha or whatever, she is putting a pause on that, so she's like, fuck, I have to go get Jesper and like do whatever I'm supposed to do to get help she Jesper. She got better shit to do. And then Jesper's there. We, co- we find out that it was Jesper who fired the shot, because again, he can control the bullet, and so... It's supposed to hit Kuwait, which we realize later that, again, all part of the plan. Everything goes according to plan. Bam! Um, basically, Kuwait had, like, a vest or something, stopped the bullet, but then They had, like, a ketchup packet. Basically, the ketchup packet in the back. Oh my god, that's so much blood! Ah! Um, so they faked Kuwait's death. And they sneak him out in the back, and they're all in this robo, and the Matthias is in charge of, like, helping them um, get to this robo or whatever. He gets everybody else on and um, is then met by the youngest. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I know. He gets met by the younger uh, Fyrdian, uh, who a boy who had probably had looked up to him but also now knows he's a traitor. Um, Matthias and him are trying to talk. Matthias is trying to tell him that... Um, you can be you can different. Be you don't have to be this. I know what they're telling you. It's not. It's not like that. Can't we just all get along, like Biggie Small said? Yeah, and Matthias is like, "Do not be afraid. Fear is how they control you. Um, there's so much more in the world. If you, you don't have to be afraid, if only you would open your eyes." And he's like, "I told you to stay where you are. You you don't want to hurt me. I know. I was like you once. I'm nothing like you." And Matthias saw the anger, he saw the rage, and he knew it so well, and he was still surprised when he heard the shot. And we come it come upon it later. It's um 
It's Nina who finds him. Please don't cry. I know. And she's I'm... like, why is Matthias taking so long? Do you think the med- medic gave him trouble? And she finds him. Well, Matthias um, is, like, walking towards her. And yep. she's like, yay! Oh, there he is! And she goes up to meet him, and he, and he just, like, brings her into a hug, and he kisses her. And she's like, oh, he's very anti-PDA. Like, why is he acting like this? And that's when she finds... Shot. The gunshot wound. And she's like, I can fight it a second time, I can heal you, and then I can fight it. And she's talking about taking the param. Um, Matthias is like, no, I need to just save the others. And he basically gives her this this new thing of uh, the other Driscoll, uh, swear to me, or at least try to help them to make them see. And Nina's like, we're gonna go together, we'll be spies, we'll do this. And... Um, and they keep talking. And Matthias goes, I've been made to protect you even de- in death. I will find a way. Bury me so I can go to death. Bury me so I can take root and follow the water north. And they're trying so hard to stay together. And um, he dies. <laughs> and Nina's really upset. And Inej comes over, and she's like, let him go, Nina. And Nina's like, I can't. Well, because Nina tries to bring him back. She tries to bring we're him so, back. We're so, we're so fucking bringing him It wasn't, it wasn't that he died. It's that Nina couldn't let him go. And so she tried to bring him back, and he comes back with his eyes glazed over, and like, it's not him. It's but she's like, what's my name? And he, and he just says, Nina. And it's like very monotonous it's like very it, it's just dead and it's not him and she knew that she could not keep him there not like this and so she lets him go um and then the next chapter is matthias and it's matthias was is this chapter again. 40 yo <laughs> Mat- chapter 40 is some fucked up shit <laughs> matthias was dreaming again dreaming of her the storm raged around him drowning out nina's voice and yet his heart was easy somehow he knew she would be safe, she would find shelter from the cold. He was on the ice once more, and somewhere where he could hear the wolves howling, but this time he knew they were welcoming him home. I was I'm so, so pissed, pissed at Lee. Right <laughs> I was so pissed off at Lee because he had made such a good character arc, and then he fucking died, and then she gave us chapter 40, which really fucked me up. But like, I was crying so much when I read this the first time, I was like, this can't be true. And he then you go back it. and you read Six of Crows and the first chapter from Matthias's perspective is... Is the same thing. Is Matthias was dreaming again. He was dreaming of her. And, oh my god. I can't. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. We're laughing away the pain. There are tears being oh, shed man. in the studio. I was so pissed when I read this. Oh my god. I was not okay. And I read this on alert. And I was, I was crying. I would not... Oh, I was bad. We gotta keep going. We gotta move uh, on. But luckily, Van Eck does lose everything, including his Van house. Van Eck loses everything. And. Wylan gets the house. <laughs> something <laughs> earlier, Kaz tells Wylan. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. That a good thief doesn't always take. Sometimes a good thief leaves something behind. And. Wylan thinks of this when Kaz is like, you know, we're stealing your money, right? And he's like, my dad didn't leave me anything. He's like, sure he did. Because Kaz replaced Van Eck's will <laughs> with one that left everything to Wylan. When they were doing the safe, we didn't talk about that whole safe where, like... Oh my god, they fall through the floor! <laughs> Kaz 
and Wyland are trying to, like, fucking pick this safe for, like, another seal type thing, but it's more protected because, like, they did it earlier with a different thing. So they were trying to get, this is, like, where Kaz was replacing the will. So, um... Uh, they end up cutting off a hole in the floor and falling through, and it's I like put a on waterproof table. mascara today. I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, so uh, everything goes to Wiley. Yeah. <laughs> and we're um, like, fuck yeah. Kuwe gets away. Yeah. Um, he goes back to Ravka. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with the triumvirate. With Nikolai least. and Zoya uh-huh. and Genya. And Nina? I think Nina goes back. Does she go back with them? I don't know if she goes back with them, but she's gonna take... She's gonna go back She's to gonna take Matthias to oh, Fyrda. that's what it is, yeah. To bury him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. um uh, <laughs> oh, God. And then I think this is one of the coolest things. So after, really, like, we visit uh, Wylan and Jesper freaking at, like, his new mansion, um, Kaz is walking through the streets to go back to, like, meet Inej and, like, go clean up some stuff. And all of a sudden it gets super misty, and all of a sudden the fucking real ass tide makers are there. Because guess what? Because that wasn't the real council of tides! They were just Grisha, like the, the water Grisha. So they the meet maker. the real tide. Kaz meets the real tide makers. The and real council of tides. They threaten the shit out. They're like, hey, nice little show you put on back there. Everyone's gonna know that wasn't us, you little shit. And he's like, nah. bet. <laughs> 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 fucking bet, yo. So they're like, we're on to you, motherfucker. He's mm-hmm. like, alright, cool. He's like, oh, is that it? Cool. Thank, thank you. Th- there's not a lot. I don't there's think there's a lot, lot of substance there. It's just, um... Just, just some threats. Which is interesting. Okay, here it is. Um, he cut east, and then, yeah, he blue cloaks, and he's like, tell us... They're like, tell us what we want to know, and he goes, I don't know where the... The, where Kuwe is, you can drown me where I stand and nothing will change that. And he goes, they go, maybe we'll find your friends and drown them in their beds. He goes, and maybe you'll find an obelisk tower is under plague and quarantine. Oh, that's right, because another part of this whole plan was to get people off the streets yep. was when Kaz said, hey, boys, do I have a job for you? <gasps> oh, they invented we totally this fucking, forgot. They've invented a fucking plague. Uh, yep, they've invented a fake plague fake and plague. everybody's freaked out and quarantined so there's nobody in the streets anyway so that's how all, everybody was able to escape and go out because um, this plague uh, was the same one that killed Jordy, I believe and yep. so um, everybody's very fearful of that because it produced a lot of body counts. And so everybody started quarantining. But it's all, apparently it all started, they, all roads led back to uh, Pekka Rollins' club, that Irish, the Kalish place. Or uh, the, the Prince, uh, Kalish. The Kalish Prince. Kalish Prince? Or yeah. like, the, something, like something about a prince, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a son. Yeah. And Kaz knows this. And basically Kaz is like, I buried your fucking son. In like this I buried field. your son alive. I hope we can find him before he suffocates. I'm laughing. Cause damn. That's fucked up. <laughs> But, but because I know that it's... It's not real. It's not real. It's just a ploy to get Pekka out of the city because mm-hmm. it looks suspicious if Pekka leaves as soon as Vanek gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And so he does. Uh, and he only admits to Inej that it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he can imagine his son's death a thousand more. Like, you can only kill him once, but he can imagine his death a thousand more yes. ways or whatever. Oh and so, like, now he's, like, got the fear of fucking God into, into um, Pekka. But... Um, so after Kaz meets the real time makers, he goes up to Inej, and him and Inej are talking. And do you want to carry this home? Oh my god. I think... I, I think I gotta end this just reading it straight up. Yeah, I think you have to. Here we go. <clears throat> they... 
So they're at the docks. This is Inej and Kaz. This is the end of the fucking book. Um, they're at the docks, and Kaz takes off his gloves. <sighs> One of his hands balanced on his cane, the other rested at his side next to her. She'd need only the smallest amount and they would be touching. He was that close. He was that far from reach. Cautiously, she let her knuckles brush against his. A slight weight, a bird's feather. He stiffened, but he didn't pull away. I'm not ready to give up on this city, Kaz. I think it's worth saving. And in her mind, she thinks, I think you're worth saving. Once they'd stood on the deck of a ship and she'd waited just like this. He had not spoken then and he did not speak now. Inej felt him slipping away, dragged under, caught in an undertow that would take him farther and farther from shore. She understood suffering and she knew it was a place she could not follow, not unless she wanted to drown too. Back on Black Vale, he'd told her they would fight their way out, knives drawn, pistols blazing, because that's what we do. She would fight for him, but she could not heal him. She would not waste her life trying. She felt his knuckles slide against hers. Then his hand was in her hand, his palm pressed against her own. A tremor moved through him. Slowly, he let their fingers entwine. For a long while, they stood there, hands clasped, looking out at the gray expanse of the sea. A Ravkin ship flying the Lansoff Double Eagle had docked only a few births over from the Wraith. So the Wraith being a ship that Kaz bought her, because Inej's dream was to go be a pirate that goes hunt hunts down slavers. So he buys her a ship and Why names not? it the Wraith. Um, the world changed. The world went on. Kaz, she asked suddenly, Why crows? The crow and cup? Probably because crows are scavengers. They take the leavings. I don't mean the dregs tattoo. That's as old as the gang. Why did you adopt it? Your cane, the crow club. You could have chosen a new symbol, built a new myth. Kaz's bitter coffee eyes remained trained on the horizon, the rising sun painting him in gold light. Crows remember human faces. They remember the people who feed them, who are kind to them, and the people who wrong them too. Really? He nodded slowly. They don't forget. They tell each other who to look after and who to watch out for, Inej, Kaz said, gesturing to the harbor with the head of his cane. Look. Oh, man, no! She, <laughs> <laughs> she raised the long glass and peered down back at the harbor, at the passengers disembarking, but the image was blurry. Reluctantly, she released his hand. It felt like a promise, and she didn't want to let go. She adjusted the lens, and her gaze caught on two figures moving down the gangplank. Their steps were graceful, their posture straight as night plates, they moved like silly acrobats, I can't. Um, she drew in a sharp breath, everything in her focus like the lens of a long glass. Her mind refused the image before her. This cannot be real. It was an illusion, a false reflection, a lie made in rainbow-hued glass. She would breathe again, and it would shatter. She reached for Kaz's sleeve. She was going to fall. He had her arm around- he had his arm around her, holding her up. Her mind split. Half of her was aware of his bare fingers on her sleeve, his dilated pupils, the brace of his body around hers. The other half was still trying to understand what she was seeing. His dark brows knitted together. I wasn't sure. I sh should I not have? She could barely hear him over the clamor in her heart. How, she said, her voice raw and strange with unshed tears. How did you find them? A favor from Sturmhorn. He said not scouts as part of our deal. Classic, of if course. <laughs> he did no fucking wrong. If it was a mistake. No, she said, as the tears spilled over at last. It was not a mistake. Of course, if something had gone wrong during the job, they'd be coming to retrieve your corpse. 
Inez choked out a laugh. Just let me have this. She righted herself, her balance returning. Had she really thought the world didn't change, she was a fool. The world was made of miracles, unexpected earthquakes, storms that came from nowhere that might reshape the continent. The boy beside her, the future before her, anything was possible. Now Inej was shaking, her hands pressed to her mouth, watching them move up the dock towards the quay. She started forward and turned back to Kaz. Come with me, she said. Come meet them. Kaz nodded as if stealing himself, flexed his fingers once more. Wait, he said. The burn of his voice was rougher than usual. Is my, my tie straight? straight? And Nez laughed, her hood falling back from her hair. That's the laugh he murmured. And he was That's already sitting, <laughs> already sitting down off the quay, her feet barely touching the ground. Mama, she called out. Papa. And Nez saw them turn, saw her mother grip her father's arms, and they were running towards her. Her heart was a river that carried her into the sea. Like good guy, Kaz. <laughs> This book has made a mess of us, as you can tell. We're both crying oh again. My God, How lovely! It a thousand times, and it's still. I just can't. I. Just, oh. So, so of good. course, the last chapter is. Uh, I think from Pekka's point of view, but who fucking cares? Because that. <laughs> uh, her heart was a river that carried her out to sea. That's it. That's the end of the book. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the book for me. I. Can't. There's so many ways this ending was so good. The fact that we finally get to know, like, why the crows, because that's really important. Why the crows. And then coming to find out that, obviously, again, Kaz does care. His actions speak a lot louder than his words, obviously, because he's not a man of <laughs> He a found lot of her words. parents! Yeah. He went and got her parents! <laughs> I can't... Knowing how important I mean, Inez's parents were course, to but... her, he found them, and now united them, and also enabled her future. Like, again, this guy... He's giving her every tool to leave. Mm-hmm. He is like, go. And there's even a scene in this book where he says he thought of a, a thousand ways to tie her to him so that she couldn't leave, mm-hmm. but he knows that I can't, I can't do that to her. I won't. I, he's like, I won't do that. But he buys her the ship, he mm. finds her fucking parents, and he buys her the berth in the Fifth Harbor. Oh, that's right. To come back. Yeah. And he's just like, I'll see you just later. Just come back. Just wherever you go, just come back. I'll see you later, boo. I, oh, man. I just, I can't. He's, he, he's so, he's such a good boy, even though he wants to be <laughs> such a, a bad boy. boy. <laughs> he's a good, good bad boy. Be my bad boy, be my <laughs> man, be my weekend. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. I'm fucked up. This book got me fucked up. So obviously, you guys know our ratings because this is a... Five stars. Stars. <laughs> five kahunes. Honestly, I'd even be like... Five, five kuga out of five kuga. A million out of five. This is... Yeah. I'm gonna quote with Cindy, the book YouTuber. She says, this book gets as close to perfect as a book can get. Correct. I agree. 100%. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, the fact that I had it spoiled for me, and I told you this before I even read the book. Oh, yeah. It was spoiled for me that Matthias died. I knew Matthias was dying going into it, and it still... Uh, I was still completely unprepared for the absolute havoc it wrecked on my soul. Uh, in case you want to follow my personal TikTok, <laughs> there's a video of me crying. <laughs> 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 
because for some reason I wanted to immortalize forever. Like I wanted proof that this book made me cry uncontrollably. Oh my god. Um, so there is proof that I cried when Matthias died. Yeah. It's ugly proof, too. It's... I mean, I'm kind of a cute crier, but whatever. <laughs> you did it before work, too. Because you're in your work clothes. I am. <laughs> Which made me laugh. And my hair's all done in my work hair. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, Sarah read this before coming to work? Oh, my God. How, How did she do I that? Said, oh, man. I fucking was like... <laughs> Oh, this about 20 overall, minutes to get it together. Overall, this book, I was gonna say like, oh, let's go through and talk about our favorite quotes, but I just I can't. There's too many. I, oh man, there is. Um, oh, shoot, that's a lot. Let's, I do have a couple. There's so many. Okay, I'll find. Here's one. I'll find some. Yeah. This is Jesper talking. Of course. I'm about as cautious. Uh, sorry, I'm about as good as cautious as Matthias is at fun. Matthias growls. I'm perfectly good at fun. <laughs> Perfectly good at fun. Perfectly good at fun. I mean, you're dead, so... Oh, Not anymore! No. Um, here I have one. On page 504. This is when they arrest Vanek. Okay. You can only sharpen a blade so far, Kaz said as he joined them at the front of the church. In the end, it comes down to the quality of the metal. When I tell y'all, I tell that to people at work, I swear to God I do. You can sharpen a blade, but it comes down to the quality of the metal. I like that. <laughs> All mine are about, like, being a Matthias again, like, because this just shows to me that the group is such a family, um... You love Matthias. I do, apparently. I didn't think you did, but you do. I do, which is really funny. Somebody, like, Inez is talking, Inez and Nina are talking, and, um, Nina goes, that's technically not true. You need ropes and picks, and then Inez goes, don't be a Matthias, and Nina... Don't be a Matthias! Nina covers her mouth in horror, I'm gonna eat twice as much cake to make up for it, and Inez goes... Sound policy. <laughs> Sound policy. I have on page 314. Um, Nina glanced her menage to Kaz and saw they both wore the same expression. Nina knew that look. It came after the shipwreck, when the tide moved against you and the sky had gone dark. It was the first sight of land, the hope of shelter and even salvation that might await you on a distant shore. She said, that's the look? She got all that from a look, first of all. <laughs> but that's the look that Kaz and Inej give each other. And it's like, oh my god. Ooh, this is another powerful one. <laughs> this one's on 338, and then it's with Inej and Jesper. And Jesper has um, not always been there for Inej, and like he did something that caused Inej harm. And so... Um, Nez is saying that, hey, in Suli, there's no word for apology. There is that this action will have no echo. Oh my god, um, yes. It means we, don't ha- we won't repeat the same mistakes, that we won't continue to do harm. Um, and, and then Jesper goes, I'm not going to get you stabbed again. <laughs> this uh, action has no echo. I don't know if no the Bardugo like, pulled that from a proverb or something. I just know that that shit is powerful. That means a lot. To me, mm-hmm. as a reader, as a human being, the Suli have no word for sh- apology. Okay. They only have this action will have no echo. Oh my god. I'm... Oh gosh, yes. I'm fucking Again, done. when Kaz goes beast mode, you have two minutes to get out of my house, old man. The city's price is blood, and I'm happy to pay with yours. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, here it is on 386. 
He knows me, Sturman said delightedly. He nudged Genya with an elbow. I told you I'm famous. <laughs> I told you I'm famous. <laughs> oh, yeah. the He liquidated every asset he had, used the last of his savings. He'd accrued every ill-gotten cent. That's what he did to... He bought out Inej's contract, and he bought her the fucking ship. I cannot believe... <sighs> well, Brecker, it's obvious you, it's obvious you only deal with half-truths and outright lies, so clearly you're the man for the job. <laughs> Goddamn. Sturban. Again, everything Nikolai says. Everything. Everything that Nikolai says. Nikolai says I mean, best. we could literally just go through this book and have the whole thing be just quote after quote after quote. The fact that we still have tears running down our face. We're fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. I... It's so good. It's so um, good. even if you've listened to both the previous episode about Six of Crows and this episode with the uh, Cricket Kingdom, and you have no plans to read the book, do it anyway. Yeah, like please. It will inc- it will bring you joy in life that you n- did not know you needed, and then you'll be addicted to heist books just like us. Just like us, and don't you want to be just like us? Obviously, Who I mean, doesn't? come on. I don't know a single person. <laughs> Any dislikes of this book? Uh, Matthias dying? Yep, that's all I said. That's the only thing I said. <laughs> and even then, like, it's done in such a good way that you're I get it. And it enables the story to move on, but I'm what? still not happy and about it. And guess what? I cried again in King of Scars because we just can't let it go, can't no. we? Because Nina yep. then brings him back to Firda and I the floodgates opened all over again. Yep. I couldn't handle it. I might have cried harder when I read that. <laughs> Who knows? I didn't. The but. scars are very real. Um Yeah. Yeah. So this is it. This is the Six of Crows duology. Man, so good. Oh, God, where What are we doing next? Uh, my thoughts are <laughs> what book are we doing next? Oh Oh my god, thank God our next episode. Well, the next book we're going to review. I won't mm-hmm. say next episode, because God, who knows. Yeah, that's true. We're going to be talking about Stephanie Garber's Caraval, and we're going to do the trilogy, baby. <sighs> yes. We are so stoked. Stoked. Um, uh, yeah. Caraval. Oh my gosh. It's, it's good. It's magical. It's good. Because wait, wait till you get your guys' invitation. Oh shit. Because oh shit. everything Spoilers. but the book has ours. <laughs> Alright. There's nothing else I can say about this book, really. No, I, no. I think we gotta cut it. I think we do. Thanks for joining us on this wild, magical ride where there's lots of laughs and lots of crying. Let us know uh, the first how time many we times... Cried on a podcast. Yeah, let us know how many times you cried reading Crooked Kingdom. <laughs> I bet you it was as many as I did. Uh. As usual, like and subscribe. Follow Email us on us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. Our real website. Um, yeah, we're here for you. Hopefully, you're here for us. Um, yeah, we'll see you real soon. Love you very much. Bye. Bye.